Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the New European Podcast. My name is Richard Porritt and I'm joined by Steve Anglesey. Hello, Snowflakes. How are you, Steve? Uh, I'm excited by the election. It's a roller coaster ride. It is, it is, and we'll get to the polls, of course. We had the big YouGov poll out um, recently, so we can have a chat about that. MRP. MRP. Um, and uh, we will, of course, because we know that a lot of our listeners come to us directly for the news, so they will have not heard or, or seen no. any news for a week now. When they hear news come on the TV or radio, they, turn put it off, the, turn it off. they put the fingers in their ears, don't they, and go, ah. <laughs> Really? Like we should talk to the broadcasters, shouldn't we, and get them to do the old, um, uh, if you don't want to know the news, please look away now. Look away now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> if you're waiting for the new European podcast to give you your news, please leave the room now. Yes. For those of you that have stayed, <laughs> did they still do that? They, well, they, I think they do, evening. don't they? And don't they say, um, I, I think the, the last time that I heard something like this was uh, the football results on uh, on BBC News early on a Saturday evening, and they said, they said leave the room. Yeah, actually Cause leave. Because we're, we're, we're going we're to read them out. Because they used to just show them, didn't they? Of course they used to just show them. Uh, but now they actually read them out, so it's a minefield for those of us who... Did you? I've gone through oh, phases yeah. in my life where I've tried to avoid... The football results and watch match of the day later in the evening. No, I've never. It's so that. hard, though, isn't yeah, it? It's impossible. But it did make for a brilliant episode of the Likely Lads. Episode Lass, of the Likely Lads. England F. Yeah, yeah. England fantastic. Very good. England fail. So <laughs> it's really England flooded, wasn't it? Spoilers. Yes. Was it England flooded? I think it was. Yeah, because they had to, they, there was a flooded pitch, so they showed the uh, ice skating instead, <laughs> <laughs> and he was just trying to tell them. <laughs> Superb, superb. So we, we've had um, a, a, an interesting visitor, or I have. This we week. have, yes. Yeah, well, you have, yeah. Do you want so, to say who it was? Yeah. Um, well, we, I should probably explain. Um, although I, although my main job is just this podcast, yes. I do have another job, a less which, important uh, role. Well, yeah. Well, I wouldn't say that, but um, I, I do have another job that I have to fit in around this podcast, which has been. The political editor, well, actually, p- politics and business editor mm. for um, a number of regional papers out here in the east. So, um, on uh, Monday evening, I think it was, um, we started to get whispers that perhaps the prime minister was going to be in the region. Yes. And on about twenty past six on Tuesday evening, he turned up. He didn't turned he? up. But about two hours before security turned up. Yes. Um, and 
to make sure I wasn't... He sort of pressed his nose to the window, didn't he? Yeah, knocked on the window. He was, he was quite a bit late, wasn't he? Uh, we were expecting him about four, yeah, and he got here about 20 past six. But to be fair, they did keep us informed, and um, whatever you think of the Tories, they're, they're, they're pretty good at this sort of thing. Another untruth. <laughs> yes. I'll be there at four. Fake news. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been my first question. Yeah. Um, now, How can we trust you, Prime Minister, when you said you'd be here at four? <laughs> That would have been funny. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I sat down chatting to him for about uh, 20 minutes. Um, now, it, it was a bit of a strange one. It was, it was kind of very different from what we would have done if we would have been on this podcast because I actually didn't want to speak to him about Brexit. I wanted to keep him off Brexit because that's where he want, what he wants to speak about. Yes. Um, so I actually banned him. I said, you are not allowed to say get Brexit done. And I told him that I've every single Tory candidate um, whether they have been an MP previously or want to be a new MP, that I've interviewed, I've timed to see how long it, it takes took. them to say get Brexit done. And well, currently winning in my eyes, but probably last in um, in the Comms team, Tories Comms team eyes, is Liz Truss, who went 12 minutes and 54 seconds before she said get Brexit done. And what was she talking about before that? Uh, trouser pork, suits, pork products, <laughs> cheese. <laughs> She was looking uh, very dashing the day I met her, so we did spend quite a lot of time speaking about women's fashion. Okay. Um, and, she, yeah, she was talking She was ve- talking about, you know, very local issues, so good for her for, t- for taking that long to say it. Uh, I was then involved in a, um, in a radio interview with Chloe Smith, who yes. is the candidate in Norwich North, and, uh, and also a... I think she's a, she a junior minister again. I think she is a junior yes, minister. Yes, she is. Um, and we were interviewed with the Labour candidate, uh, Karen Davis, and Adrian Charles on Radio 5. And I'm pretty sure, you guys can listen back to this, that the first three words that she said were get Brexit done. So Chloe... Brilliant. Losing. I'll just get it out us. of the way right now. Yeah, just get Brexit done. She was asked if she wanted a cup of tea. Get Brexit done, <laughs> is what I say to... So, so, um, so the Prime Minister, uh, Mr Johnson, went about four minutes before he said it. Okay. And as he was building up to it, I actually was doing the old zip your lips, don't say it, you know. And he said, get, but he couldn't, but he couldn't, he he couldn't just, resist it. He just sort of regurgitated out of it. Like his. the poor bloke with Tourette's in the John's Not Mad TV documentary. Yeah, so he, he, just, he just said it. Um, but we didn't speak a lot about Brexit because we wanted to speak about sort of local infrastructure and stuff. So, um, so there wasn't much. And we've, we know what he wants to do on Brexit. It's boring. I also didn't want to talk to him about Labour. So I said, I'm not interested in what you think of Labour. I think it's fairly obvious what you think of Labour. You know, I want to talk to you about the Tories. You mm. lot. Um, and he made some pretty big promises. And since that article went out, and there's a video that accompanies it, and you can see it on the East Anglian Daily Press um, website, if you uh, if you Google my yes. name, and uh, you will find it. Um, he he was talking. Or Google you know, the name of the Prime Minister, perhaps. Google Boris Johnson and Richard Porritt, and you will find it. Um, and he, uh, it, it's, but he was making big promises. And what a lot of people, I think, have been saying after they've read that article is. This is just go around and promise everything to everyone. Yes, that's my impression. Yeah. He's promised to... I mean, people people who don't live in East Anglia won't know the significance of... Uh, and the, the the fact that everybody who lives in East Anglia, or, or certainly our bit of East Anglia, yeah. says, says on a daily basis... Yeah. What about the A47? So, I mean, the thing is... What is... The, the A47... <laughs> is the bane of my life. Is the bane of your um, life. The A47 is a road that basically connects the A1 to yes. 
to the east coast via Norwich. Now, Norwich is, is a major city, a beautiful city. Come and visit. But you need to take a day off to get here yes. <laughs> from anywhere. And the A47 sh- should be a major road, and it isn't even jewelled. No. Now, more than that, Norfolk, Norwich, major city, lots of people live and work here. Norfolk hasn't got one motorway. No. Not one. It's extraordinary. It is quite um, remarkable. And I've been banging on about this for a long time. Boris has promised. He, but he just came in and went, yeah, yeah, all right, we'll do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll do it, is no it, problem. Is it costed in the manifesto? No. no. Is it mentioned in the manifesto? <laughs> no. no. I'm going to do it. And then he said, I'm going to do it. And then the next day in Ipswich, his mate, Michael Gove, Gove the other, yeah. the other uh, Mr Truthful of the Conservative Party, was asked, they, they said he, Boris Johnson has... As um, you know, he said um, that he's going to duel the A forty seven. To which Michael Gove replied, "Well, if he says it, then it's true. We're going to do it because Boris is Mister Infrastructure." Yeah. Now I've heard Boris Johnson called a few things in my time, but Mister Infrastructure is not yeah, one of yeah. them. Um, I also had a bit of fun with him. Though. I asked him about um, Greg's. Yes. Um, which was quite funny because a lot a lot of people said to me, hmm, "It's weird that." Um, you had the Prime Minister and all you asked him about was Greg's, but they were actually two separate stories. Yes, so they were, yeah. We did a serious one and a document, and he said, he is made of Greg's. That's I'm made much, of Greg's. That's he looks like he's made of Greg's, Mr that, Infrastructure. Well, His think, infrastructure is just Greg's based, isn't it? <laughs> well, last time I interviewed Boris Johnson was in when he was running for, for mayor, so it would have been like 2007. Right. Um, and he is a lesser man now did than he, he was then. Did he to remember you? No, he didn't. Like, no. they, like they sometimes do. <laughs> no. Oh, yes, of No, course. I didn't say to him, you may remember me from that famous interview on the South Bank. No, it, it was... Um, it, it, <laughs> I wouldn't have done that. But he is a lesser man now, and I, I, th- and I think his hair's looking better. He's st- certainly slimmer. It's like there's some new influence in his what, life. I wonder I what it could be. can't think. It's like he's, it's like he's, he's enjoying more fruit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyway, he was ambushed by our very own He's Mia. He's certainly been tempted by the fruit of another in his um, in his time, hasn't he? But he was ambushed by the, he was ambushed by Mia from the uh, from from TNE who's, of, of who's, this uh, parish. Yeah. I know who will be returning to this podcast very soon. She yeah. will. She's very, very, very busy. As we mentioned to me, words Mia, don't worry, don't worry. Mia is Mia um, fan, fans of Mia. She'll be back soon. She will be back doing her thing, but she has got a heck of a lot to do with regards to the paper. And the website, and all, there's lots of great Remain coverage of the election, of course, on there, so do log on. Yes. Um, but how it, did he take this? Well, there, there was a lot of talk of how we do how we do this um, beforehand, and, and the mastermind behind because it Because basically we're in the... the CNE bill. is in the same building as... As the regional. As these regional papers, yeah. newspapers, yes. Um, so I, I had to interview him as with my regional hat on, so Mia was... What is your regional him. hat uh, is it the, sort the, of the, like the hat of the Norfolk man? The hat, is it a it's a turnip. <laughs> is it a turnip? I always imagine it was a sort of a, With a, tractor a wheel flat cap, you know, a, a tweedy own, flat cap. I do own a tweedy flat cap. Uh, good. But I don't think that's the hat of the no, Norfolk man. I wasn't suggesting it was like, you know, Jed Clampett from the Be- <laughs> Beverly Hillbillies or anything like that, which he seems to have done. <laughs> um, so, so, so Mia ambushed him. Again, go onto the website and check it out because it's really rather funny. There was a few ideas that were floating around that were maybe a bit too far. Like we were going to get one of our, one of our um, more um, more mature 
journalist to dress up in a in a in adult nappy and run across the newsroom going, "Daddy, Daddy, you've come back for me." <laughs> And give him a big hug, um, but in the end, we decided just to have Mir present him with the, with the front where it was suggested that Putin was the Russian dolls, yeah, the Russian dolt front. That's right. Um, from the other week, and he tries desperately not to take it, and then finally goes, "Oh, go on then," oh, go and, on, and then. grabs it. And I watched him leave the building and go into his um, uh, Range Rover, and he still had it with him. So Good. maybe he's still got it under his arm now. Excellent. So, thrusting the truth into the hands of power. It's a public service that we're doing here. It's well wonderful. What well wonderful do, well thing. Well done, mate. And we have in the past given New Europeans to Theresa May and Jeremy Corbyn. We have. And the only one who refused to take it was... Um, who was it? Jeremy. It was Jeremy, He yeah. tried desperately not even to oh, touch it. Oh, that's right. He didn't want to touch it, yeah. <laughs> and, and I put it in... And then he just sort of let it fall on the floor... Um, so the other two took it, so there you go, that's interesting. Let us talk about the polls. Oh, no, let's not talk about the polls. Let's, before we get to the polls, uh, tease you. Let's talk about Andrew Neil. And yes, is Boris running scared? Well, he seems to be, doesn't he? And, I, think, and you, I think he's gone, listen, I've done the Porrit interview. Yeah. I don't need to do Andrew Neil. I got through the Greg's question. <laughs> and, you know, that was, the, that was the big one. I am seriously wondering now whether... Whether Boris, are we going to go through this entire election cycle without somebody looking Boris Johnson in the eye and saying, "If you want to be prime minister, you need to tell me how many children you've got and whether you slept with Jennifer R. Curie. Mm. And you know, I'm I'm utterly bemused. I mean, you know, it is. I'm utterly bemused that Labour and the Lib Dems and the SNP have put themselves up to be grilled by Andrew Neil, who is a Fantastic forensic interview, or whatever you think of Andrew Neil's politics. Well, let's let's. I tell you what. Let's just let me just have a word about that because um, Andrew Neil's politics quite clearly do not share his method of interviewing, and he would be um, ferocious with Boris Johnson. Well, he would he would be, but but also Andrew Neil is the chairman of the yes the chairman of the group which owns the Spectator. Yes, Boris Johnson well, is. A former editor of the Spectator, the deputy editor of the Spectator is married to Dominic Cummings. Yes. So, so the well, these people certainly travel in the same circles. But so Andrew Neil, well, Andrew Neil is a good journalist who leaves his politics at the door. I am certain of that. Well, they do, but but then it, possibly it behoves Andrew Neil and the BBC, certainly the BBC. But but Andrew Neil is, is slightly compromised, isn't he? Well, by, by I those, think he'd be fairly those keen are, to prove otherwise. Well, he be, would be keen to, but he's. But it's I think it's personally embarrassing for Andrew Neil as a as somebody who you know. I see what you're saying. I yeah, can appreciate uh, that. Who, and he, he has failed, and the BBC have failed to nail down this interview with Boris Johnson. Um, and of course, the the interview, the Labour interview, it's not been ruled out, has it? Well, it's not been ruled out. But when's he going to do it on the December the thirteenth? Do you think for five minutes? What did you think about Corbyn? Uh, I thought, um, well, when I saw the, I didn't watch it live, I saw a tweet about five minutes into it from Aaron Bastani saying, this is like watching a master batsman at the crease. Um, <laughs> it was then you knew. <laughs> and it was then that I knew, because I was, I think I was watching Manchester City uh, instead, and it was then that I knew that it was going to be an absolute disaster, and so it, so it proved. Why 
I mean, if if only there was some kind of pre- recent precedent yeah. of an interview <laughs> yeah. of which a man had been given numerous opportunities to apologise for something and show how sorry he was for something, and then he failed to take it. If only there was some kind of recent precedent for that. But Jeremy Corbyn... It would have been very helpful for Mr Corbyn. But why didn't he just say what <clears> he said in August, which was the right answer, which was... I don't know which why... Which was, I'm absolutely heartbroken that people feel like this and we'll do everything in our power to stop it. I don't know why Jeremy Corbyn particularly keeps on dropping the ball on this one. I am at a loss to figure it out. I really am. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's remarkable because even Richard Bergen gave the right answer <laughs> the next day and that really is the, the, you know, the stock clock who tells the time twi- right time twice a day. I mean, it is and absolutely amazing. <laughs> Somebody clearly had written that down for him and he managed to read it out without stumbling over it or, or smearing anybody. So, you know, when Richard Bergen gets that, and Barry Gardiner got, got it right the next day, I mean, mm. these are not the leading intellects of the Labour Party by any... By any stretch of the imagination. Um, and, you know, bef- the, the annoying thing... I mean, what do you think? You know, you're, you're, a, you're a political editor. There's, there's uh-huh. clearly nothing in it for Boris Johnson. I don't really think that the two there weeks of running around saying the Tories are running scared of this interview is, is going to... I think, I think well, I've been, temp- I've been teasing you with these polls for the whole of the podcast, but I think, the, the, as we'll see, the poll that came out from you probably makes it less likely. Yes. Um, Why does he need to? He doesn't need to do it. He doesn't. And because he's already done the debate, he, I think that takes the edge off your running scared. Yes. I mean, um, he's down to do another debate with Corbyn, isn't he, towards he is, the, yeah. in the last day, on the 9th or something yes, like that? Yes, it's the week. Is it the, it's is it the Monday? On the Monday, before, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's down to do one more debate. He can quite easily duck this. Um, what I did say to, what I did say to, to Boris uh, Johnson when first he was word, in... First name terms. Boris Johnson. I like I the said. way, yeah he, yeah, he got it out, didn't he? I just, I had to, just swallow a bit of tea. <laughs> That's what it was. What I did say to Boris Johnson yeah. um, was that the only way, I said, uh, Prime Minister, the only way that Jeremy Corbyn can win this election is if you make an almighty blunder, isn't it? Yes. And just he was about to answer, I said, so he's still got a really good chance of winning then, hasn't he? <laughs> which, which got a, got a sort of laugh from the press team who were in the room. Um, and what, but, how did he respond? Well, his response was, this is still a very close election. We're fighting for every vote. I love Greg's pasties. So, you, but Let's go back to Greg's pasties. Do yeah. you think he's ever eaten a Greg's pasty in his life? That's no, not I don't been think so. To him on the campaign I don't trial. think so. He said he loved Greg's uh, pasties. He, he said, have I, I said, have you ever had a Greg's pasty? And he said, have I, have I ever not had a Greg's pasty? <laughs> I'm eating one now. <laughs> And he said he loved the vegan sausage rolls. He cannot help and, himself, um, can he? But then he said... <laughs> what a liar. personally, <laughs> I like a bit of meat. <laughs> He's such a liar. <laughs> He's made of Greg's. That's I am made words. of Greg's. I am made... Prime Minister, so when, I am made of Greg's. <laughs> so when he's alone in his private moment, <laughs> spilling his red wine over that <laughs> poor woman's laptop, what's she called? I've forgotten what she's called now. Carrie. Carrie, <coughs> Carrie Simmons. Say, send out for Greg's, Carrie. <laughs> he's got a, glass, in a glass of, you know, 82 Beaujolais in one hand what and a sausage a, roll in the other. What, what a liar. <laughs> Pastry down his front. Yes. Did you see Pretty Patel eating a fish finger sandwich with a knife and fork, by the way? <laughs> no. There you go. 
Pretty Patel, he, politicians should steer clear of eating anything on camera. Well, I'm really not low. Don't eat anything. Why was she eating it with a fire? Who knows? Pretty Patel's not from a from a sort of um, background of wealth, and you know, no, her parents had to work out. I'm sure she's. I'm sure she was aware that normal people eat fish finger sandwiches with their hands, but I can imagine that that vision of Ed Miliband eating the bacon sandwich went through her head. Who was she at school with again? I don't she was at school with Jerry Halliwell. Who was the, who was the third one? I don't know. Her, Jerry Halliwell and somebody else were all at Watford Girls yeah, School that's together. Right. That's, that's right. Uh, Do you remember when her dad accidentally stood for UKIP? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then didn't. Yeah, that that's right. Funny. But she did She did some work for UKIP, didn't she, I think? Or, well, she's very of that, of yes. that ilk, isn't she? Yes. Yeah. She's a, uh, yeah, I've interviewed pretty a few. She's, she's very enthusiastic about her own abilities, let's yeah. put it that way. Yes, exactly. So, can we finally get to this bloody poll that I'm just going to talk about? Well, this, I mean, there was, so there were some polls, weren't there, which, which seemed to indicate, and even this poll seems to indicate that the gap is narrowing slightly, whether the Corbyn's disastrous, <laughs> excuse me, that's the noise um, that I make when Corbyn's done a disaster. Corbyn disaster. Oh, no. We have a big man with a gong who stands and we he just waits like for Corbyn the, disaster. It's, he's like the um, Rank Man from... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah he's stripped to the waist. Arthur Rank. He's covered in J. Arthur Rank. He's, <laughs> he's covered in baby oil. I think he's had one. And he's he's, ra- um, rank is the most underrated Smiths album. Rank is that a it's live, a live album? album? But they just took it out to get uh, to get you know to get another uh, album out to get out of which the, the contract. Smith, the Smiths love like doing, yeah. Uh, yes, um, I seem rank. to remember it. Um, it's good. And um, yes, yes. Where were we? Um, uh, Corbyn dropping. Oh, out. so yeah. so, but there was some evidence that the polls were narrowing, and there's been a couple of polls with Tory leads of. Seven percent, mm. you know. The, the the rest of them are around the eleven percent, ten percent, eleven percent recent polls. Um, so, um, so you know, there was some reasons to be relatively hopeful. And then comes this uh, this um, YouGov MRP poll. So let's rewind MRP, two years. Do you know what MRP stands for? Um, mm, Richard Porritt. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. it is it is multi multi level regression and post stratification. Oh, which I'm which I do also. most most afternoons <laughs> in my well. private office. Um, well, let's just rewind two years because this was the poll we all scoffed at well, last time, and when yes. oh, this one's way out, this is never going to happen. And then they got it pretty much bang on. Ten, it was ten days out when every other poll was saying, apart from Servation, yes. was saying. Tory majority, a to- big, huge Tory majority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that one got it. So the, this MRP one got it right that time. That's why there's been a lot of importance put on this. Yes, in the that past was the use of MRP. It's worth saying. Uh, I, I mean, MRP is for if you don't know and haven't been bored with this, it sort of analyzes bits from a person's background. Then it draws a, a probability of their voting habits from that background and then it says how many of that kind of person are in this constituency yeah. and then it extrapolates yeah. that and it, so it means that only around a hundred people in each constituency are actually polled but it, it, yeah. it, it but it gives very accurate results there have been a couple of mrp style polls done before in this election mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um the sunday times did one i forget who did the other one one of them was about an 80 percent 80 seat tory win yeah early doors yeah one of them more recently i think was about a 50 seat tory yeah. win. and this one 
is uh, but because this is the YouGov one, mm. because this is the same one as, mm. as from 10 days out last time, um, and it isn't good for Labour, is it? 68-seat Conservative majority is what you're looking at. And if you look at some, yeah. of, those, some of those really tight seats yes. where Labour have, have really thrown a lot of effort at grassroots campaigning and stuff, and there is, and I, and there is one very close to us here in, in the east of England... Um, you know, Labour have thrown a lot of resources at it locally and are, and are really going for it, and actually have, have, have got a, have got a really competent candidate as well. Yes, but the Tory, you know, the Tories are, are holding it. I mean, that's. I'm not saying that by you know a poll's a poll, and by no means um, should we take this as this is what's going to happen. But um, I, I can imagine that there is some 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 weary Labour activists or or is it just that they go right now we've got to redouble our efforts i don't know i've never been a political activist well i think that's probably right isn't it i think i think if you're out there you say well this is a snapshot of what people thought on this one day this was before though manifestos i believe wasn't it i think it was before and it might have been during. during it might have been before but there is nothing i don't think there's been a great deal of i, I, I when i was i was on radio five last week and, I, when we, and adrian charles said to me what do you think of the labor manifesto and i said well i don't think it's as radical as the last one he went are you kidding this is a massively radical manifesto and i said yeah but we the last time when the manifesto got traction it's because no one was expecting it to be that radical yes this time it's kind of the same with a few extra bits and lots of money, hmm. but it doesn't have that shock through value. exactly. Yeah. Doesn't yeah, yeah, have that yeah. shock value. Yeah. So I don't think that's going to have a, a labour surge. In the meantime, of course, we've also had Corbyn not performing very well on um, Andrew Neil. We've had the chief rabbi, of course, and yeah. all the anti-Semitism stuff. I don't see that there's been something that will have suddenly turned people towards labour. No, e- but equally, I think you know the Tory manifesto. Is very slight and very uninteresting. Uh, I think it is it's safe, isn't it? That's yeah, what it, it is. It's, it's, it's safe. It's safe, and I think I do think that you know, and you can see this from the NHS has moved to being the top issue, hasn't it? It's displaced Brexit as being the top issue. Now, what do we? What are we going to read from that? What we're going to read from that is that people believe that there is something. In all this, and uh, uh, in the idea that Labour are, uh, that the Tories are going to um, open up bits of the health service to be picked off by mm. a big pharma in the in the USA, and people are, are rightly worried about that. And I don't believe that people trust the Conservatives when they say, "Of course, we're not going to sell, sell off the NHS." No, that is definitely the the, the best. So I think that's the best. Attack. So yeah. that's the best hope for Labour. But it, it is. is they are really bad. You know, the predictions for Labour are almost as bad as 1983. Ooh, um, they, what was the? M- they had two hundred and nine seats in nineteen eighty three, and they're predicted off thirty off twenty eight percent, and they're predicted to get two hundred and eleven seats off thirty two percent. Is I, I can't remember what the rules are now on on Labour, but is is now the time that us centrists all join Labour on mass so we can vote for Keir Starmer? Well, I think it probably is. <laughs> it know. used to be three months, but I think they changed it, didn't they? Uh, well, I think that... But haven't they said they're going to open it again, I think? I think that, well, or, so or, was that or was that one of Tom Watson's big ideas? <coughs> yeah. Um, um, well, he's, he's, he's not going to be an issue, is he? He's not going to be an issue, no. Uh, although his seat is predicted to be one of the ones that... Uh, which That's is West Bromwich. West Bromwich East, I mm. think it is. Mm. Dennis Skinner's set to lose his seat. 
Caroline Flint for Remainers is set to uh, to lose her seat, which I'm sure quite a few of our listeners will be fairly happy about. I mean, it, uh, you know, Labour, uh, well, all parties should be a broad church. Labour, especially in my opinion, is strongest yes. when it's a broad, a broad church. And it would be very sad to see Dennis Skinner lose his seat, even though I disagree with him on many things. Yes. Um, uh, he adds to the gaiety of the nation. Hello. Absolutely. And I saw him, him and, um, at a conference one time, I saw him and um, Maguire, Kevin, Kevin Maguire, in, in conversation. Not and Harry it, Maguire. Not Harry Maguire. <laughs> that would have been fun. Kevin Maguire, um, in conversation. And it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant entertainment and really insightful. So, you know, anyway. Um, what are and there was free beer. That's why it was insightful, yeah. uh, I would predict. Um why um what are the what are the things that labor people and re- oh it's also also worth saying that in this poll the leave party's added up to 46% mm. and the remain party's added up to 53% yep. yet yet what's going to come out of this poll is is a hard brexit well it's a, yes a hard brexit and maybe even a no deal brexit well, well, quite. Um, which is quite, uh, which is quite shocking. I mean, what are there any sort of straws to clutch at? I was going to say clutches to straw at, which I think I said last week as well. Did you really? Yeah, I might have done. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I think it, 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 I, I, if I oh would... no, I said it in private conversation. I think with my lovely partner. Oh really? <laughs> he laughed at me and went, "What are you on about?" <laughs> which he often does. Which it's kind of a catchphrase. It actually, is. It's become it? her catchphrase. Yeah. Um, <laughs> little bit of bread and no cheese I've not done that for a while <laughs> I've done that for ages um, <laughs> That's a great, that was a great catchphrase of yours yeah well I'm keeping it up you what just... was Mia's catchphrase oh, I wish I had a catchphrase that's good isn't it <laughs> um, the, I think straws to clutch at yeah jack straws um, to clutch at are the, are the NHS if I was advising Labour on their yep. media strategy I'd just go forget about everything else yeah just go to the NHS when Corbyn and, and if Corbyn and Johnson do do that final debate, um, which they are scheduled to do, then get him on the NHS from the beginning and keep him on the NHS right the way through. Yes, it's got to be that. Absolutely, got to be that. Put the fear of God into people that they are not going to get the kind of service they get right now. Yes, yes, I think that's I think that's absolutely right. I mean, there are some fears about the model. So a lot of 50 of the seats are very not the model by craft work there are no fears about that <laughs> it's say, a brilliant single it's brilliant although you know it's not my it's no it's no computer love for me or, oh oh it's not the best at that or work, um, by no means or what is, Tran- the, what Tran- is the best trans europe express that's probably favorite, yes yeah, yeah i love craft work yes me too uh europe endless very good yeah very good. I um, I went to see craft work in Bilbao a couple of years ago. Yes, I remember you doing and, that. I was um, very jealous. And uh, it was a, well, it was a fantastic gig. I imagined it would be outside of the um, of the, the beautiful Guggenheim Museum in Bilbao, which is a fantastic city. If you've not been, you should go. Um, it's really great, and it's a great museum. And uh, I imagined it would be outside, and we would be among thousands of people. But actually, it was inside the museum, and we watched craft work in a room of about I would imagine about three hundred. Well, they, they did a few of those because they did the Tate Modern as well, didn't yes, they? Yes, they did, yeah, yeah. It was really really quite wonderful. And when they played Europe Endless, um, there was, among the small British contingent that we were with, there were, there were a, a, a couple of tears, I have to say. Oh, really? Um, yes, um, uh, for obvious uh, referendum-style reasons. So with the mm, Richard Porrick poll, there, there are some question marks next to it, and I think we should... We should um, well, there are, yeah. So can, you, can it really... Those. 
you know, can interviewing a hundred people in a constituency, even if you then sort of, you know, extrapolate them out and say this is what the constituency really looks like with a poll with a sample size that small. Can you re- does that really take into account all of the tactical voting and all of the local stuff which is going to well that's the thing and often often with these really tight seats yeah there could be one local issue that will flip it Absolutely. you know when you've got seats where there's less than a thousand votes between you know incumbent or last time between winner and second place the tiniest little thing yes the tiniest little thing can can make it make a difference you know one slipped local newspaper interview um one national thing that is good for the national party but might not be good for the local yes exactly can make a huge difference so there will be there will there will be plenty of seats in here that go different ways to what has been predicted there's no doubt about that yes this is not the end Um, and i I think that the tory majority will be less than 68 seats i initially said 25 to 30 i'm thinking now probably into the 40s yes but i i still think that there is that will tighten a little bit as we get closer and I, as long as Labour go on... You know, it was interesting when I spoke to Boris Johnson, He was I didn't bring it up, he brought it up about the issue of trust in him. Mm. So he's clearly being briefed to say, you know, people say they can't trust Boris Johnson. Well, here's why you can. Yes. So carry on on that, carry on on the NHS. Yes. I mean, there's there are... There are other interesting things, aren't there? Does, this, does a big lead like this encourage complacency mm. Mm. among people who would normally come out? You know, the Labour vote is going to come out. The hardcore oh, Labour yeah. vote is, is going to come out. I People who really believe in Jeremy <coughs> Corbyn, rather, the hardcore Corbynista vote is going to come out. I think there the was an issue. The hardcore Remain vote is going to come out. Yeah. The hardcore Brexit party vote yeah. in the places that they stand in yeah. is going to and come out. And that's taking Tory votes. And the, all of those... And so, is the hardcore... Are the Conservative waverers going to come out or are they going to say, actually, I don't really like this bloke that much, you know... He's going to win a big majority. I would. I'll. I'll. I'll stay in that day. Um, events. You know, with there is more flooding predicted, isn't there? There's more heavy rain on the way. Mm. That's the, the response to that last time was very poor. Um, the, you know, there are other things as well, aren't there? Um, as you say, uh, the collapse of the, uh, the, the Labour sort of hit in the NHS. And the, the continuing, well, it's not collapse, is it? But the, the, the fact that the Lib Dems really aren't <coughs> making any sort of impact are all interesting. Well, let's just touch on Lib Dems just for a second. Yeah. Um, they, they've been really disappointing, haven't they? Uh, yes, I think so. I think, that, um, I think that strategy of coming out and saying, I will revoke Article 50 um, has turned off some people. And I, th- I think it's turned off some traditional people who would go from, uh, from blue to yellow. Um, and it, it might even have turned off some traditional Lib Dem voters. You yeah. know, I think you know. I think we as Remainers underestimate this thing of I don't really agree with the result of the referendum, but I agree that it should be respected and implemented. Yeah, um, yeah I think and, so. I, and I think that is. I think that is a reasonable. I think that's the thing that a lot of people believe. Um, so, um, so I think that has backfired. And um, but I also think there's a lot of everyday, you know, there's a lot of everyday sexism about Joe Swinson, you know, yeah. a, a young, youngish woman who yeah. is clearly very confident in what she is saying. Yeah. Um, I think she's, you know, I mean, I, I think that is, she's she's being treated in a 
manner that is very familiar to people who yes, are agree. to, to if you read the ta- if you read tabloid newspapers mm. and the mid market the daily mail mm. for example mm. there are countless young middle young women to middle aged women who are treated this way for daring to say i believe in this and that yeah and i think i, I think that like a markle for, for is one example talk to me about her why has she she's not been around boring <laughs> sugar again has she that's what she calls it yeah no, she, her and all that mob come round my house once a year and take 68p off me and I want it back. You want your money back? I want my money back. What about the money you give to Prince Andrew? What about that? I want that back with bells on. <laughs> do, you, do you want Pizza Express vouchers? I am happy to continue funding the Queen. Well, I'm sure she'll be delighted to hear it. Well, she will be because if I'm not... Yeah, but but the rest of them, the rest of them can sling the rope. What about um, what about uh, Camilla Parker Bowles? I don't want to pay for her. What about Prince Charles? Definitely not. No. And and his sons. And his sons. Uh uh-uh. No. No. Okay. They are they are blind to the importance of the freedom of the press. They right. believe that they are. Clearly, from the Prince Andrew interview, they believe that they are a little bit more special than everyone else. I, listen, I'm not, a, I'm not a revolutionary... That's not what I'm saying. I think the Queen has been a fantastic servant. She has been apolitical. <laughs> it sounds like you want to give her a testimonial. She's done a great job in the middle well, of the no, park. I, she, she is... <laughs> It's brilliant. It sounds like you're a football manager. Take her off uh, ten minutes a, before the end. She's been a, exactly. She's been a great servant. But she's done. She's do, she's not got involved in politics. She has done exactly what she's supposed to do with grace she and has. dignity. Yeah. And I love her fashion sense. I think she's got a clever little bit of sense of humour. If we sat down in a room, we would get on. We wouldn't get on. I'm pretty sure. We, you know, there would be no common ground. No. Yeah. She would ask you how far you would come. And what do, and what, what do, do you do? do? <laughs> what do you do? But I, I think she's been um, exemplary, and I think the, the others really at the moment are not, not doing themselves not any so favours. But this time, you know, they could win me over again. That's fine. Um, but next year I'll be holding that 68 pence back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, love. <laughs> not this year. Not this year. Next you keep year. working hard, maybe next year. Um, one other thing I was going to say, mm. and then this segues into a little bit, that I, uh, uh, something that I wanted to talk about, uh, is it also doesn't chime with... This This MRP poll doesn't chime with the the uh, poll by de- data practice. Data praxis, rather, mm-hmm. um, which showed quite a few sort of big Brexiteers in trouble. Now, when I say in trouble, you know, on their list were, were people like Steve Baker, who I don't think is going to lose his seat. Um, uh, uh, Philip Davis, I would love Philip Davis to lose his seat, isn't he? He's Mr. Estimate Bay, mm-hmm. isn't he? Um, but, I, but I don't think he is. Um, uh, but, you know, John Redwood, uh, Dominic Robb, certainly are at risk. Zach Goldsmith is going to lose his seat. It, it's one of the so best bits of action, though, isn't it? Those, those dodgy the, ones. The, so, yes, exactly. So yeah. that'll be fun to watch. So that will be fun to watch, but friend of a friend, this is really good, a friend of a friend oh, on, yeah. on Facebook uh, she said she was at home the other day um, and she heard the letterbox go. She's on the phone uh, walking around at, uh, at home. She heard a letterbox go. What's, what is that? Went out a new conservative leaflet has been just been put through her door, has dropped through her door. So she thought, oh, I'm not having that. So she opened, the, picked up the leaflet, opened the door, 
went out onto a little path. There's the there's the guy who's just put it. He's now on her neighbour's path. Right. And she said to him, "I don't want this," <laughs> and she put it back in That's his in his hand. <laughs> yeah. And he said, um, "And he said, what are you talking about? I didn't put that through your door." And she she said, "Well, looked around. <laughs> nobody else there. Just a man with a load of leaflets. With a load of leaflets and a letterbox open next door. And next door's letterbox. And she said, "Well, plainly you did." Um, <laughs> She said, you've got, you've got a huge pile of leaflets in your hand. Didn't you see the fact that I've got a Labour poster in my window? What on earth do you think you were trying to achieve by putting it through the door? Um, and, and then she realised that she was talking to Ian Duncan Smith. <laughs> And it was Ian Duncan oh, Smith. Who, who like the kid who's... Who's eating all the chocolate, not me, and he's got chocolate had, all over exactly, his face. Exactly, who had denied it with a big pile of... Who are you going to believe, me or the evidence <laughs> of your your lying eyes? Vaughan... Do you know Vaughan Smith? Uh, no. Vaughan Smith was a uh, war reporter and then um, founded and now runs the Frontline Club in... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, great place. Yes, it is. Um, by membership. There you go. Free, free advert for the Frontline Club. Um, I was on the campaign trail with Amber Rudd. Oh. And we were walking down a street and there were activists in front of Amber Rudd and behind her doing leafleting. Yep. Um, someone put, uh, knocked on the door, handed a leaflet, and it was Vaughan, right? There he is, yeah. And he looked at it, ripped it up, threw it in the air and marched them off out the front of his garden. Brilliant. I then wrote this story, you know, Amber, Amber Rudd in the background, sort of looking a bit sheepish, as um, as Mr Smith shouts at these people, you've ruined our country, I'll never vote for you as a player. And then um, I wrote the story, and then uh, the Tories got in touch, Tories press, this is a good few years ago, got in touch and said, that never happened. And I said, but there was, was there? A, I was there, and there's also a picture of it, it happening. <laughs> Brilliant. We, we had a, and we shouldn't we shouldn't laugh at this, right? This is very serious because yes. um, there's been quite a lot of in- intimidation, which we've reported on, of people yes. and dark nights and things that make it easier. I don't think. No. Um, but there was an incident, we believe, um, which was reported to the police, and we should take this seriously. But it's a little bit different from from other incidents mm. where an activist was given a wedgie. A wedgie? Oh no! Was it atomic? I'm not sure what an atomic wedgie well, is. Well, isn't an atomic wedgie where your underpants actually go over your head? <laughs> I'm not sure of the full details. But it was a wedgie nonetheless. But you do not want to be wedgied at any time. But no, to be wedgied on the campaign trail... Would, would be disturbing. It would. So we don't want that. But I did think that was quite instructive, wasn't it? You know, he's... Ian Duncan Smith has delivered universal credit, but won't admit to delivering his <laughs> leaflet. A leaflet. Uh, not it's me. yet again. It was him. <laughs> you know, it's a, a yet again another story of a conservative making a big claim um, and, and then standing by it despite all the evidence to the contrary. I might ring. I might ring number nurses. ten and say, "What time did Boris arrive at the office on oh, four on o'clock? Monday, four o'clock on the dot. Four o'clock. <laughs> fresh from Greg's. And um, and also it is." You know, he was determined to, to get leaflets done, wasn't he? <laughs> Despite, you know, the will of the people in this house. Well, it's the will of the people's change. No, I went out here to get leaflets done, and I am going to get leaflets done. Um, but he is at risk. He is, he, is. he is about four points up in the data praxis poll. 
in his constituency, Chingford and Woodford Green. Mm. Uh, Faiza Shaheen is very, very good. She is a bit like um, uh, AOC, isn't she? Alexander, what she called Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Yes, um, uh, and she is she is very effective. Um, so fingers crossed that the Portillo moment of this election yeah. could be Ian Duncan Smith. Um, that would be fun. Last thing on Ian Duncan Smith. Yeah. Did you read the, the, the great Evening Standard piece with Very him? good, very good friend of mine. Uh, is he? Mark yep. Burden. Yeah, Blunden. Or Blunden, sorry. Blunders, um, as he's affectionately sorry, known Mark. in the newsroom. Sorry, Mark. And it, very was, it was very good. He sort of, Ian Duncan Smith said, um, he, he spoke about, he spoke about his fitness regime, didn't he? <laughs> Where he said he did between thir- 38 and 40 press-ups every day. <laughs> what, 39 then? Or don't you just say, I do 40 press-ups? Yeah. Because he wants to be honest. He's being honest He's and being open honest. about his press-up regime. And he regime. said he, like, he runs on the spot for five minutes. <laughs> just on your doorstep. I just, maybe that was what he was doing, yeah. Um, runs on the spot. I suppose if he does lose his seat, then... You know, keep him fit like that. He'd be past fit for work, wouldn't he, to get on, <laughs> on Universal Credit? So that is something for him. Um, but there's a great moment in this. Uh, Mark, can you do a press up, uh, Mark Blunden? I, I I can do about ten press ups. Straight off, I couldn't do them now. No, well, can do ten press ups right now. It's a, it, it, it's a big struggle for me. I'm oh. an old an old and unfit man. Oh. Um, how many press ups can you do? Oh, I do fifty right now. Can you? Yeah. Drop and give me 50. I'd, I could drop and give you 10. Brilliant. This sounds great. Should we do it live? Well, you tell that story and I'll do 10 press-ups. Okay, let's do it. Because I'm actually doing it. Right, he's going to do it now. <coughs> go on. You can't, you've got to do them properly, though. All right, well, here you go. Are you watching? I'm watching now, yeah. Is this proper? That's one, yeah. One, one. two, three, four. He's going to do it, listener. He's actually doing his little face. Boy, look at his ears. It's so red. <laughs> The back of his head is like a little inferno. It's like Marc Francois's little ready? face. I'll do this one. Last, last one. That's not ten. That is ten. This oh. is going to be eleven. Watch. Beautiful. Oh, he's done the clap as well. <laughs> Amazing. Well, hey. that is hey. good. You've been past fit for work too. Woo. And um, Ian Duncan Smith, when Mark Blunden caught up with him on the campaign trail, yeah. He said um, they were walking down the street and, and a four-by-four a four four stopped in the road and the woman driving yelled <laughs> in Duncan Smith. So uh, signs there that uh, things might not be going as well as expected for Ian Duncan Smith. Um, yeah, and another unfortunate incident with letterboxes for the Tories after Boris Johnson and Darren Grimes this week uh, saying he said... What did he say, Darren Grimes? Boris Johnson could urinate through my mum's letterbox and I'd still vote for him. <laughs> well, maybe he should. Maybe he should, yeah. Maybe, that, maybe that's why he was delayed. He was busy weeing through Darren Grimes' mum's letterbox. I hope that's not a euphemism. That sounds... Oh, dear. Well, that, I mean, I'm just trying to think... How I mean, Darren... Bigger, where, where are letterboxes? Would you have to get a little step to... Also, what if another <coughs> £625,000 got put through Darren Grimes' letterbox as it did that time before, and then Boris Johnson came and urinated all over it? He'd have to hang out all the notes, wouldn't he, out to dry? And then when he went to put them in the bag, they'd go, have, you, have somebody weed on this? There's a strong smell of Greg's. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, enough. <laughs> Indeed. Um, right, well, I think we're about at the end of that. <laughs> I think we are. 
I'm going to do some sit-ups. Yes. And then we'll, <laughs> do, we'll, Brexit, do, Brexit, <laughs> we'll do Brexit Tier of the Week. Brexit Tier of the Week. Welcome back. Steve, would you please crown the Brexit Tier of the Week? Well, some runners-up. Yes, of course. Um, Nicky Morgan. Oh, that's a shame. Now, I think the phrase car crash interview is, is slightly, you know, it's redundant, isn't it, now, after... Prince Andrew's yes. interventions, but but Nicky Morgan, fire of a Nicky Morgan on Good Morning Britain on Monday. Do you know what Good Morning Britain? I rarely see because the Today program is on at the same time. Yes, and I'm sir. a big big fan. But when I do see it, yes, it's bonkers. Yes, it's American yes. in many ways. But at least at least they're willing to have a crack at the politicians. Yes, you they know? are. Yes. Um, so good fair play to them. Yes, indeed. Uh, so, uh, Nicky Morgan on Good Morning Britain, um, talking about 50,000 new nurses, mm. which turns out to be uh, 32 and a half, uh, sorry, 31 and a half. This is because they're retained, isn't it? Yeah, because 18 and a half thousand of them are already working in the NHS. They're already nurses in the NHS, and we're just going to keep them. I was going to bring that up with Boris Johnson, but he brought it up himself and went, yes, yes, all right, some of them are retained, but they are being retained. Um, so it's what? So why say it? It's a total unforced error, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Um, so Piers Mor- uh, Nicky Morgan said, "Well, isn't this similar to saying that? Gee, Good Morning Britain will have six presenters tomorrow because, you know, Piers Morgan, Susanna Reid, Charlotte Hawkins will all be there again." <laughs> and she replied, "We, you won't have an additional three, but you have got six presenters." Because the fact is, three of you have been encouraged to come in on Tuesday morning and not just on Monday morning. <laughs> so she's actually saying three plus zero does equal six. I wonder whether how long Boris Johnson will be encouraging Nicky Morgan to come in on a Monday morning and a Tuesday morning after the election. Uh, this was then followed by another toe-curling to- moment, wasn't it? Um, yeah. When Michael Gove responded to this criticism by Stormzy, uh, by tweeting, I set trends, dem man copy, which are lyrics from um, uh, Shut Up, aren't they, by Stormzy. And then Daniel Hannan uh, did not shut up. He also twe- he tweeted in response, Big Man Ting. Yes. Um, and, I mean, I don't know whether this will have any sort of impact. What, what was your feeling about this? Well, is it is it part of a cringe tweet strategy? Is it digital no. blackface? Is it just no. stupidity? I, I, I th- yes. yes. <laughs> I don't think that, that Michael Gove thought, ooh, this is a chance for me to be a bit racist. I think it's just stupid. Yes, it is stupid. Um, I also, however, um, I, I, I like Stormzy. I, I particularly liked his Banksy um, his, stab his, vest. His wore, Yeah, I yes. like that. But, um, but I, I, I honestly... More and more think that they should just do music, you know. I, I, Billy Bragg, we all know. Oh, you say keep keep the politics out of music. No, not Are songs, you? not the songs. But I just don't. Th- I just think these interventions now. Maybe it's because I'm not as young as I was. Because I, I would have loved this when I was 21. Yes. But and I'm not saying you can't be political interviews. I'm not saying yes. that. But I just think. If I was if I was a musician now, I would happily talk about my politics, but I, I think I'd just step take a step one step behind one where step, Storms is. One step back. Yeah. Well, we all are, this grind for Corbyn thing. Yeah. I just don't. I don't know. Listen, I'm not 
of that culture. I'm not a Grime right. fan. I'm also not a Corbyn fan. So maybe I'm just not getting it. Well, I tell you what, another, I mean, another blow for the Lib Dems this week, wasn't there, musically, because Chris Martin said he was going to vote for the Lib Dems. So <laughs> well, that is probably the most. Uh, um, I mean, the most unsurprising. How thing. can they recover from this? Up and up and up sounds like it should be a Lib Dem like end of conference song, doesn't it? What's that? What's yellow? That? Yeah, it was all yellow. <laughs> or was it? But was it yellow with Boris Johnson's yawing coming oh, through his letterbox? Oh, or was what it? other Coldplay songs? Well, if the Lib Dems get in, we would all shiver. Which I have sung on this podcast before. Have you? Reminded oh, yes, by you your have. lovely that's partner. Right. Yeah, 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 she yeah, said yeah. it was the funniest bit of the podcast. She did, yeah, you tried to sing, yeah. Um, yeah, 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 that's right. What, she did. Are, what other abominations have Coldplay given us? Coldplay, they did that one that was exactly the same as Computer Love by Kraftwerk. Well, it was, they? it did sample it, and he even wore a Kraftwerk t shirt. Oh, did he? Yeah, they were very open about it, to be were fair. They? Yeah. I think, they're quite, <laughs> I think they're quite good guys. You know, they share all their money five ways, not four. Because they share it with their manager as well, who's been with them from the beginning. Well, isn't that what happens? No. That's what happens in anything. Devious, truculent and unreliable. I shall remind you of the words the judge <laughs> called Morrissey during the court yes, case. but I know they do share them. They Not with the manager. The manager doesn't get the same share as the band. The manager, oh, right. But they get 15% or 20%, depending on I, how good they are. I just think Coldplay are really, really but nice guys. But when I was managing a band, 0%. Yes. Because we've made no money. <laughs> Uh, uh, Coldplay are really, really nice guys who probably like should have had a local surveillance company or something yeah. rather than being a rock band. Have been good, yeah. I'm sure they're good guys. And they're, they're the odd bits you that could, are fun. You could see them having some sort of... If they had some organic roasters... Yeah. I, could see, <laughs> yes. I could see them all doing that. The little monkey-faced yeah. drummer... Um, is, is sort of he's grinding the beans and I Chris Martin's there in a gilet going how are you today well he'd be dressed pretty much as he does then well, he'd have some bands on his hand to show he that would. he's been to Goa yes that's right yeah. Um, and, and yeah I mean Coldplay Roasters what about that Christmas one if it doesn't work out you know there's Christmas light light up my oh, I don't know do, 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 do. you remember that one no, do, I've, do, I've avoided do. much of Coldplay yeah well, there you go. Anyway, um, Coldplay are voting Lib Dem. Talking Great. of musicians, Brexity musicians, Noel Gallagher. Yeah. You're aware of him, aren't you? I am indeed. Uh, do you remember what he said about Remainers? Uh, he said, effing get over it. it yeah. And then he said, uh, talking about revoking Article 50, they used to call that fascism. Um, he has <laughs> revealed that as soon as the UK voted leave in the 2016 referendum, he took out an Irish passport. Yes. Uh, and he's obviously his, his mum and dad are Irish. They are Peggy. I don't know what his dad's name is. I think she still lives in in um, Burnage. Burnage. Yeah. Do you think? I th- no. I th- honestly, I think she does. Really? Yeah. I don't think. Does I she? think. I think Liam tried to buy her house, and she went, "Oh no." In the oh, Yorkshire accent. Why really... did she decide that? Yeah. Oh no, our Liam. I don't uh, want no posh house. Uh, um, <laughs> and. Um, Noel Gallagher said, I applied immediately after the vote. I got it to make my life easier touring around Europe. In 1996 and 1997, who would have thought that the Gallagher brother that would become a national treasure would be Liam? Yes, exactly. Not Noel. Well, yeah, I prefer... I've always said Liam is the clever... I prefer Paul... Uh, what's, what's happened to him now? Do you know what? There was some... Before the rotund Gla- Gallagher brother. Before Glastonbury 97, there was a lot of heavy rumours that they were the secret guest on the Sunday Night Oasis. Oh, yeah. Who was it, really? I think Ash, they played two sets. I oh, love yeah. Ash, so it's fine. But uh, Paul Gallagher was on site. Yeah. 
Yes. And he was down sort of edge of front um, main stage. And the crowd around him was bigger than we're watching. I think it was cool this year, or something that we're on. Um, he's just a brother of the Gallagher's, you know. <laughs> pass him a guitar and get him on stage. It would have drawn a massive crowd, I think. My, uh, my friend Howard Johnson, <coughs> not the hotel magnet Howard Johnson, no. but he's a journalist, a fine, a fine man and a fine journalist called Howard Johnson. He once did an interview with Paul Gallagher for Q magazine. I think it was that featuring Q magazine, Who the Hell Does... X think they are, and uh, it was Paul Gallagher. Very, very entertaining interview. I wonder if you can, if you can still get it anywhere. But he was Paul Gallagher was questioned about his use of the c word, and um, since I don't want to crikey. put any more bleeps, crikey! <laughs> uh, and they they were being interviewed in a pub which had a parrot in it, <laughs> uh, a parrot in a cage. Right. And uh, Howard Johnson said to him, "You, you do use the the c word." Quite a lot. You've used it quite a lot in this interview, to which Paul Gallagher, brother of Nolan Liam, replied, Listen, pal, I'm a C, you're a C, that parrot's a C. And uh, <laughs> that was his explanation for uh, everyone's a C. What does he actually do for a living? Um, I think he was working in A&R for um, what oh, we were that's right, for he was. creation. He was, he was, you're right. Do you think he still can works you, in A&R for Big Brother? Can you, put the, can you put the big lad on the payroll, please? I think that was it. Alan so McGee. What, what about... Um, yes. What, uh, what does... So what, do, what record label are the Gallagher's releasing on now, then? What does Noel release on now? I don't know. Is it got his own Mellow well, called, Birds? They were called Big Brother. They were called Big Brother Records. All those rubbish Oasis albums were put out on Big Brother. That was their own label. Well, he was big under under Brother, so maybe it was he, he named it. But I don't know. I don't know. I take very little interest. Liam isn't Liam Gallagher on Apple or Parlophone or something like that. Probably he probably is, isn't he? Um, uh, yes. God, they're terrible, aren't they? Anyway, so uh, <sighs> Where are we at? We've come completely lost our thread here. We have, yeah. I've um, been the Gallagher brothers. So he's going to, um, he's becoming Irish. Yeah. So you, we can't join a different country, uh, live well, in a I, different country, we should just get on with it. I, I but can. me, I've got an Irish passport, so I'll be all right. I can. I oh, can yes, have you an can. Irish passport. It is a clear case, in a joke that I've prepared earlier, Good. of tonight, I'm a shamrock and roll star. <laughs> There well, not go. all of us have got a plan B here now. <laughs> if only they had a plan B when it came to that album. <laughs> That's right. Well, I would rather listen to plan B. This is one of the rare occasions that I would like to listen to plan B rather than that terrible nonsense. Liam <laughs> um, says it's the best album. <laughs> but then he's a fool, isn't he? No, he's, a, he's, a he's half, having a laugh. He's a halfway. He's not. He's clever. He's having a he's laugh. He's having a laugh. Yeah. Is that the one with Little James on it? That was, yeah, that is I genius. think so. And it's got... Um, the girl with the dirty shirt. Oh, <laughs> and he's got, he's got like Johnny Depp on slide <laughs> guitar. <laughs> there's like 50 guitar tracks on it and then there's Johnny Depp doing really? slide guitar. I know what this song needs. It's Johnny Depp <laughs> on slide cocaine. guitar. And yes, oh, I'll just sprinkle it on my strings there. Um, but any, I mean, when they started letting Liam Gallagher write the songs, that was a clear sign, wasn't it? That was the end. Uh, that was the end. That little James... You, you oh, live for your you. toys, even though they make noise. <laughs> what a couple! And little James oh, will be yeah. will be like twenty now. He will be and shame first. Yeah, he will. Little shames. Um, <laughs> Cheryl Jacobs. Yeah. Are you aware of this woman's work? Uh, no. I think most people are familiar with her. She was. Uh, she's. She's a 
the Daily Telegraph assistant comment editor. Right. She is very famous for being oh, outside, yes. interviewed by Kay Burley, I, 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 I believe. I know exactly who she is. She yeah. had a pink coat on, and, and she was her hair was slightly askew in the wind, yeah. and people said that she was gurning and looked like she'd just come in from the uh, Ministry of Sound. Yeah. And in fact, I think she had a dodgy... Uh, she had a slightly dodgy earpiece. Glow, glow stick. Yeah, she had a, <laughs> exactly. She smothered in Vicks. Bottle anyway, of water. So they were unfair. Um, she was on Question Time last week. Yeah. And, um, and she's on Question, she's on question she Time. She had some big furry platform boots on. <laughs> she did, yeah. She was the only one who stood on the desk and started, started giving it some with the white. Well, why are you wearing white gloves? Um, and uh, she was on Question Time last week, and and she made it onto Question Time because she's become um, known for these apocalyptic predictions yeah. in the Daily Telegraph. Yeah. In fact, I wrote this on Monday or a, a couple of days before, yeah. and I see that it's in uh, the new edition of Private Eye as well. Labour is on the brink of the most seismic wipeout in British election history, was one of her articles. Uh, that was a couple of weeks ago, and then this week I think it was uh, unable to stem their Remainer exodus. The Lib Dems are on the verge of crashing and burning, and you would go Ooh. brilliant, wouldn't you? Mm. If you're in Conservative <coughs> HQ, you'd go, this is magic. Oh, apart from the fact that a couple of months back, uh, she wrote a piece that was headlined with Boris Johnson snookered by Remainers. The Tory party is almost certainly finished. And a couple of months before that, sorry, Leavers, the managerial deep state that runs Britain has officially killed off Brexit. Oh. So I wonder what's going to happen next for Sherelle Jacobs. Um, I, 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 yes, I think, I, well, she's, like you say, apocalyptic. Apocalyptic Sherelle. But the Brexiteer of the Week is Woody's Chippy in Barnsley. Have you ever been to Woody's Chippy in Barnsley? Now, have you been to Woody's Chippy in Barnsley? I, I couldn't be absolutely certain I haven't. I've certainly spent some time in Barnsley. Um, so they... Have been, uh, Woody's, are they near the football ground? Because I probably have if they... Uh, well, I was going to... I don't know whether they're near the football ground, but then I might have been mm. there as well. Uh, it is owned by a local councillor. Okay. And it's had to withdraw an offer to give customers free cod bits and chips. Not free cod and chips. Cod Free bits. cod bits and did chips. you used to go? Did you used to get bits with your fish and chips? No. What would you call them? Scraps. Scraps. Yeah. We call them bits. In fact, there's a chain of chippies in. Is there? In the so it's called a... Wibbits. Right. Okay. Okay. If Wibbits would like to sponsor the podcast. Yes. Um, <laughs> so free cod bits. So what is that like? Cod bites or something? Free cod bits and chips. Well, I right. presume it's just bits of cod that have fallen off, isn't it? In so the... is it the sort of like bits? Yeah, I think scraps. it is bits. Yeah. So right. free cod right. bits and chips. If the Brexit Party unseated Labour's Dan Jarvis and Stephanie Peacock on December twelfth, mm. they've had to they've had to withdraw this. David Wood is an independent on uh, Penistone uh, Town Council. Peniston. Peniston, sorry. Um, it was pointed out to him that this was illegal under the representation of people, people Act. 1983, um, one of my favourites. It's called treating, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, we, basically, you can't say if you vote for somebody, I'll buy you a drink. Yeah. Um, uh, exactly. And David Wood uh, said, I am not associated with the Brexit party apart from helping the candidates. <laughs> That mean that That's a bit like I'm not associated with the new European podcast yeah. apart from presenting it. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, and David Wood, he was elected in May, and in mm. June he was criticised uh, over what he called a humorous Facebook post enc encouraging religious tolerance. Right. Uh, this suggested that the site of a new mosque should include an open pit barbecue pork restaurant called Iraq of Ribs oh. and a gay bar called the Turban Cowboy. 
Oh. And David Wood said then, I've only just got my feet under the table, so I will not be resigning. <laughs> well, so David Wood, <coughs> with his cod, bit, his cod bits and chips... Woody. Woody. Woody's from Woody's Chippe is the Brexiteer of the Week. Your Barnsley accent. No, I went Burnage again yeah, then. I don't yeah. know why I did that. You did. Uh, he's the Brexiteer of the Week. Congratulations, Woody, and... Um, um, maybe we'll see you soon for some cod bits and chips. Yes, I don't think they are going to unseat both John Jarvis and Stephanie. No, I think, it's fairly, I think it's fairly safe that his profit think, margin would remain yes, intact. Exactly. Um, what should the listener do right now, Steve? Right now? Mm. Uh, well, you should... Um, <coughs> I was going to say register to vote, but you should certainly um, fill in your postal vote if <laughs> you've got one. It's too late to register to vote. Uh, did you get sick of being told to register to vote? No. No, me neither, and I didn't. Re- I didn't really understand this thing of, um, yeah. I mean, I was already registered to vote. So yes, I am registered to vote. Me um, too. Um, but they reckon they've added another four hundred and fifty thousand, don't they? People who were taking away people who were already registered to vote. Interesting. So. You should ask. One of my great political correspondents is looking at that story as we speak. Excellent. I shall look forward to it. Good. Um, there seems to be there's a Labour thing going on behind. Uh, they, is that? A ma- it's just Art Garfunkel standing for the Labour Party. <laughs> it did look like, it did look, look like <laughs> Art Garfunkel. Um, things you should do. You should uh, follow the uh, New European on Facebook. Mm. Uh, join our Facebook readers group. Do it. You should leave us a fantastic, fantastic review with do lots it. of stars on your podcatcher of choice. Tell you what, if, 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 um, if we get five five-star reviews, is this gifting? Yes. If we get five treating. five star reviews, treating we get five five star reviews in the next week, I will film myself doing ten press ups. Yes, and put it on social media. Yes, that's probably going to end up with us not getting those five. Actually, isn't no, it? it's not. You should buy the print edition of the New European now. Yeah, definitely. Now the print edition of the New European. There's one out this week. There is. It's got Boris Johnson with the old demon eyes oh, it's on good. the front. It's yeah. a very good cover. It's good. We're doing another normal edition next Thursday. Yeah. which is I think is the Fifth, isn't it? Fifth. Then we've yeah. got one. Then we've got an edition that comes out on Tuesday. Is this definite now? Is this it's, signed it's up? It's definite. Oh. So the Tuesday before the election. Yeah. So Tuesday the tenth, you can yeah. get a special last minute get in there edition of the New European. And then what? And then we will be back on the Saturday after the oh, election. Yes, with all the analysis. With all the analysis. They'll be slightly smaller. <clears throat> um but they'll be to collector's edition to the new European, and then we, we come back um, with the we Christmas come, special. We come back on the nineteenth with the Christmas, which the is all Christmas, which special. is always a fun week because you have to put two newspapers together yeah. in just the right. same amount of days that you normally do. Well, we've got to do that again, haven't we? Because we're doing another uh, uh, the extra edition. <coughs> so look out for those, and then our website www.theneweuropean.co.uk is booming. It really is flying. Two million page views. Flying. Uh, done in um, in the month of November. Little assist, I will admit, from being <laughs> a general election. Doesn't matter. Tremendous work by uh, by our team, which is led by uh, John O'Reed, a friend of this podcast. Yeah. And um, you can, if you want to keep up with everything that's on the website, go on, join Twitter uh, or just like the new, uh, well, follow the New European on Twitter is basically what I'm saying. At the New European, <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Sanglesey, S A N G L E S E Y. It's a bit like Steve Anglesey explains the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Go to Twitter. <laughs> to people who've been in a coma for 30 years. First, turn on your laptop. <laughs> laptop? Oh, this is a laptop. <laughs> yes, a laptop. You don't have to put it on your lap. 
<laughs> if you would also like to follow have me I, on Twitter. Have we discussed when I had to explain the internet to Sir Alex Ferguson? <laughs> Maybe we'll discuss that on a future podcast. Next week. <laughs> but I did have to explain what the internet was to Sir Alex Ferguson once. Wow. Um, well, um, on the internet, you can go on, and it's there's a thing called Twitter, and I'm on of, there. Think of it as a large digital library <laughs> containing all the world's information. I said to him, follow me, at Porrit, P-O-R-R-I-T-T. That was the New European Podcast. Thank you ever so much for listening. It means the absolute world to us. If you haven't already, go and buy that printed product, £3.00. It is packed full of politics, packed full of Brexit, but also tons and tons of arts and culture as well. We will be back next week. Until then, Mr. Campbell, play your bagpipes. Here you go. Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash Upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.